1: The Bruce Woolley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Well, he's been telling you that everything has been hunky-dory in the country, that his policies are working, and that uh, inflation is to be ignored. So it's no surprise that yesterday, Joe Biden, the President of the United States, said he's not going to change a thing. Now that his midterm results did not inflict the damage that many thought it would with easy Republican control of the Senate and uh, mammoth Republican control of the House. We still don't even know for sure if the House will turn from blue to red. It looks like now that if the Republicans get control of the House, and they likely should and will, but the majority will not be any bigger than the majority that Nancy Pelosi had the last two years. Uh, In the Senate, uh, apparently we are Malawi or Swaziland or some other uh, third-world country when it comes to counting votes, at least in Arizona and Nevada. We still... A full day after the polls have closed do not have final results from Arizona and Nevada and they appear not to be in any hurry to get them to us Uh, this is completely unacceptable and if Republicans get control of the house needs to be something that they investigate and get to the bottom of why this is not like a corner of Arizona where it's nothing but tumbleweeds and lizards It's Maricopa County. It's Phoenix. They can't count the votes in Phoenix. Ridiculous. Belated welcome to the Bruce Hooley Show. I'm Bruce Hooley. I'm super frustrated by this ineptitude. And here's how it works, folks. Here is how it works. All in the lead up to the midterm election, we as conservatives are told that we are election deniers because we don't worship at the boots of Joe Biden and the Democrats who won the freest, fairest, most secure election in history. All throughout the election, democracy is under siege because of mega, mega, mooga, mooga, muggy Republicans, right? We're the problem. If you just believe what we tell you, everything would be fine. That's all up to the election. Then the election happens. You go and vote in person at your local polling place, as has been done since the day you became eligible to vote, and not in Ohio, but in some states in the country that will decide the balance of power in the U.S. Senate, and will also decide a consequential governor's race, because if you think... Voting is going to be cleaned up in Arizona if the Secretary of State, who is in charge of this utter impotent vote counting, Katie Hobbs, if you think she's going to really stiffen up election integrity once she's Secretary of State, yeah, well, there's a nice oceanfront bridge in Arizona I'd like to sell you. Carrie Lake could be elected governor and we could get all this cleaned up by 2024. But, of course, her race hangs in the balance, too. So they tell you all the way up through the election, you're the problem. You need to believe in election results. Then the election results happen, and you wait, sit in front of your television, tune in the radio show, you wait for the results, you don't get the results. And then they tell you, it's totally normal. It's totally normal that these results are going to come in a couple of days, a week, two weeks, maybe by Thanksgiving. we got a turkey to cook, after all. Totally normal. And then you go, no, wait, no, no, not my first election rodeo. I've been on this buck and bronco before through close elections before. We always got the results pretty much right away before. And then they say, oh, see, you're an election denier. You're an election denier. I mean, it's a, it's a wonderful little merry-go-round we're all on here. Guaranteed to make you nauseous. You're an election denier. No, I'm not. I want the results the day that I vote like I always have. The results come in, well, it's going to take a couple of days to count them. Oh, wait, we just found more votes from Pima County. Oh, wait, we just found more votes from this county or that county. Oh, we didn't, oh. And then you go, well, that sounds fishy. Oh, see, you're an election denier. What utter garbage. I do not want the federal government to take over elections. I want states to emulate other states that get their election results in in a timely fashion. Recounts are fine. If it's close and it's mandated to recount, that's fine. But not having a count a full day after the result. Hey, by the way, my wife threw me a surprise party a couple of years ago. I was utterly stunned. I had no idea. Was this a surprise election? Did we just out of the blue? Uh, well, surprise election day. Go vote. I think this has been on the calendar for a while. We've been doing a countdown day by day, week by week, month, two months to the midterms, four weeks to the midterms, three weeks to the midterms, tomorrow's the midterms. I think everybody had it on their calendar. And the uh, the Associated Press says they're only at 70% right now. Hello. Good grief. This is a joke. I mean, they do the, they do better than this in like the Central Africa if they even have elections. <laughs> And you want to talk about lack of faith in elections. Well, gee, do you think this might be why? Do you think this might be why that all the time you've voted in your life, you've got results the night of? Florida, big state, a lot more people in Florida than there are in Arizona. They have their results in a couple hours after the polls close. This is this is just inexcusable. And the Democrats are like, oh, they're like the see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil monkey. Like, what do you mean? What do you mean this is perfectly normal? No, it's not. It's not normal. You want to bait everybody into having every justification in the world for saying that you're phonying up the results. Gee, the results are in. Well, look at that. Look at that. Adam Laxalt's ahead of Catherine Cortez Masto in Nevada. Hmm. Do we have any more mail-in ballots? Sure, let's bring them out of the warehouse. We've had them ready. How many do we need? Well, that's unhinged, Bruce. That's conspiratorial. You bet it is. You can't feed somebody this day after day, election after election, and then not have them say, if it walks like fraud and tastes like fraud and looks like fraud, it's probably fraud. It's a reasonable expectation For logical thinking people, not for sheep, not for people who just do what they're told, which is what we're all supposed to do because democracy, democracy, if you don't take what we're giving you, you must hate democracy. No, I like logic and order and competence. That's what I like. And we had it throughout history until you guys weren't winning enough elections, and now we gotta find a way. Because if we can't get everybody, if we can't just mail everybody a ballot in Nevada, well, then that's voter suppression, right? How much do we hear about voter suppression in Georgia? Voter suppression, voter suppression. Oh, it's racist. Let's cancel the All-Star game. Delta's in on it. Coke's in on it. Oh, Georgia, so racist. So voter suppression. Record voter turnout in Georgia. And guess what? We had elections and results. The same night, by this time yesterday morning, we knew with votes, a few still outstanding, we already knew we were going to have a uh, 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 a runoff in Georgia. We already knew because the Secretary of State there, the anti katie Hobbs, was smart enough to figure out this is how many votes are outstanding. If Warnock or Walker got every single vote outstanding, unlikely though that is, but possible, then they still wouldn't have 50% of the vote, so we're going to have a runoff. Competence, analysis, bold, clear, functioning democracy. But this garbage of, oh, we got more votes coming in. How many votes are in? Well, I don't know. It's going to take us a couple days. Come on. This is a joke. Except it's not a funny joke because all this matters a lot. People are deeply invested in it. I mean, this is just, somebody should get fired and jailed over this in Arizona. Fired and jailed. This is utter rank incompetence. So the numbers, as of now, have Katie Hobbs ahead of Kerry Lake, although they're both 50-50. The vote totals have Hobbs 13,000 votes ahead of Kerry Lake for the governorship. In the Senate race, with 70%, as Pam said, 70% reporting. That's unacceptable. Seventy percent reporting Blake Masters is he's just about a hundred thousand votes behind Mark Kelly. Charlie Kirk keeps tweeting that Blake Masters and Kerry Lake are gonna win. He better be right, because man, his credibility is on the line with this stuff. So I'm just looking at some additional information. Arizona has a decentralized election system. What that means is there's not a single point of entry into the election system that could disrupt the entire process. Each county is responsible for conducting elections in their jurisdiction. That sounds like a great idea. No chance for there's fraud when no you have no like one a m- in charge. Yeah. Hello. My no, there is someone in charge, and they're going to yeah, elect her governor. Yeah, that's how great a job she's done. Yeah, with election counting in Arizona. Wow. All right, uh, they don't have a market cornered on governmental incompetence of course here in columbus we specialize in it our city attorney zach klein uh, was spouting lies today about juvenile crime in columbus give you the details on that next on a thursday edition of the bruce really show So there's this unwritten rule in radio that you should never mention that anybody else has a radio show because you don't want to spiff somebody else's program. Uh, But sometimes you have to because uh, a news event happens and because the person who authors the news event is too much of a coward to come on your radio show and answer the questions that you would put to him. That is why city attorney Zach Klein today was on another radio show in this market, uh, who, uh, I know the host, the host, a great guy, super job, does a phenomenal job. Um, and Zach Klein was lying because Zach Klein, like mayor Andrew Ginther, like Shannon Harden, the city council president, like the police oversight review board, like Lashawna Potts, the assistant police chief, none of them are going to take responsibility for their own failures. We had an incredible moment today in this interview with Zach Klein, not an incredible moment, although it was that it was an incredible lie. But an Incredibles moment. Disney, years ago, before it was invested in ruining the lives of children, uh, made a movie called The Incredibles. It was about a family of superheroes. And in the course of the patriarch of the superhero family saving the world from destruction, uh, he encountered a villain who himself had engineered superpowers for himself, and was thus a threat to the world. And in taking down this threat, when the fake superhero was a little boy, the little boy made a comment that applies to the logic Zach Klein voiced today, explaining away the preponderance of juvenile car thefts in Columbus. And the comment that the cartoon kid made on The Disney movie, The Incredibles, was when everyone is special, then no one is. When everyone is special, then no one is. That is the mantra of this culture that we are in. No one is excellent because everyone is excellent. No one is more special than anyone else. Now, of course, from a faith perspective, God loves everyone. Everyone has the capacity to be redeemed. And every life does have value. That's why I'm pro-life. But as it concerns explaining away crime and juvenile crime in particular and car thefts in specificity, it is a lie for Zach Klein to say today, as he did to my friend Brandon Boxer, that the car theft problem in Columbus is a community problem. It's a community problem. Well, it is a community problem in that it is ruining our community. But Zach Klein said it's a community problem in that, as he went on to articulate, everyone is at fault for it. The kids are at fault. The car companies are at fault. The parents are at fault. The this are at fault. The that are in fault. See, because when everyone is at fault, then it's harder to point fingers at the people who are really dropping the ball. Like, oh, what do you know? Andrew Ginther and Zach Klein and the juvenile court justices. See, Zach Klein's not going to say, yeah, we need juvenile court justices who will put these knuckleheads in jail and keep them in jail because the car theft rate of those behind bars is zero, Zero. Zach Klein also told a bigger lie in that interview where. Brandon Boxter asked him the same question I would ask him. Why are so many juveniles stealing cars? And Zach Kleins oh, your premise is wrong. Juveniles aren't really stealing cars because the recidivism rate, which means repeat offender rate among juvenile car thefts or thieves, is according to the fanciful fraud of a city attorney that we have, 5%. 5%, he said, is the repeat offender rate. That is laughably untrue. Laughably untrue. I talk to cops all the time about the juvenile car rate theft in Columbus. And they say, you take them in, they're processed, they're out in an hour, and they're back stealing another car same day. Only 5% of them are doing that, according to Zach Klein. You're about to find out over the course of the next... They'll keep it out of the news as long as they can, but inevitably it will come out. Over the course of the next week or so, you're going to find out, I'll bet you this, that the kid who murdered Kevin Sobnoski at the Sheets gas station near the airport over a week ago is a juvenile who was arrested. He's a ju- When he was a juvenile, he's 18 now, that's the uh, age listed on his arrest warrant. When he was a juvenile, he was arrested for stealing cars, and it will... Shock me, shock me, if when he was arrested for stealing cars, he was not in the possession of a firearm and maybe even one of the illegal firearms that Andrew Ginther says is the inanimate problem with all the crime in Columbus. See, while you were sleeping and while I was sleeping, these illegal guns sneak into our city. They walk right in. Nobody brings them in. No, they walk in on their own. Or they Star Trek-like. They materialize out of nowhere. And Andrew Ginther is deeply, deeply focused on getting rid of the illegal guns. Not the people who bring in the illegal guns because, you know, the chances are they might someday vote for Andrew Ginther. In fact, if they live in certain sections of our city, they likely will vote for Andrew Ginther because the people whose communities are being ravaged by these kinds of activities, if they vote at all, they always vote Democrat. Always. So Andrew Ginther stays in power, because for Andrew Ginther to crack down and put sons and daughters and fathers and mothers in prison, where they can't steal a car or ascend to bigger crimes like Indiscriminately firing across the parking lot of a Sheets gas station near the airport and killing a perfectly innocent kid from Girard, Ohio, who has his whole life ahead of him and would actually accomplish something worthwhile, not like running a city into the ground like Andrew Ginther. Well, if we put him in jail, then, you know, he wouldn't graduate to a PhD in sociopathic behavior. This city is led by fools. Led by fools. A fool is someone who refuses to exercise wisdom. And it is obvious to all that those who commit crimes should be removed from society. I remember a mayor who in a TV commercial said his number one job was to keep people safe. Who was that mayor? Oh, (laughs)